0: Hello. Welcome to Impersonal Opinion. I'm Chandler Klebs, and I'm here with Trick Slattery and Jamie Soden. And uh, in our last episode, we talked about antinatalism, um, but this time we're going to talk a little bit more about the abortion topic. And I've always kind of wanted to discuss this topic seriously with Trick Slattery because I've talked with it about it briefly, you know, just mentioning it as it relates to choice and free will in our main Free Will, Science, and Religion podcast. But this Impersonal Opinion podcast will be sort of like the extra bonus where you get to hear um, the anti choice determinist. And trick slattery, and maybe trick can come up with a really cool term like that. Like, yeah, 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 trick, yeah, like trick could think of some kind of interesting term um, of some kind of antinatalist. Um, um, because my views on abortion are, are different from tricks, but they're also different from that of the majority of so called pro lifers. And I would have to say that even Trick may be surprised at what we what – we, that we probably agree on a lot because we know that we, we understand antinatalism. I agree with many points, but abortion is kind of a, um, a different topic. I mean it's sort of like that's the one thing that keeps me from really being able to label as a- antinatalist. So maybe Trick – should start by presenting how he what he thinks of, about abortion since people already kind of know for the most part what i think so i want trip to start out this one
1: well you know i'm pro choice and and when i say choice i don't mean it in the sense of a free choice or anything like that so let's get that out of the way first you know yes. obviously we both agree that there's no freedom of choice it's just the choice people make is isn't a free choice it's just something that happens okay so I'm pro-choice. Uh, I have leanings towards uh, actually pro-abortion, which is kind of diametrically opposed to um, the whole pro-life uh, position. So um, I think that in the early, especially in the early stage of pregnancy, the the fetal development isn't enough to sufficiently warrant it as something um, that has consciousness or, or anything that that um, that we can perceive as something being. Of importance so if somebody wanted to end the life and, and, and I know I understand it's living and uh, that's this is where we kind of think me and you kind of make a different um, differentiation between life and consciousness so I, I think I think that's important differentiation to make like a plant is life but it's not conscious whereas uh, a pig is life and it is conscious so we can agree with that right
0: yeah, um, I think there's, yeah, there's some kind of a difference between, you know, there's a lot of things that are alive, but that doesn't necessarily mean they have the same kind of consciousness that, that we do um, in terms of having a fully functioning brain and a whole nervous system that feels pain.
1: Right, right. And I think when we're talking about uh, like ethics, uh, our ethical considerations have to take into account. Those degrees of consciousness or degrees of pain and things like that. So um, that's where I I get my position from. Uh, I, I say that the especially in the early stage, uh, a fetus doesn't really have uh, sufficient consciousness. Uh, in and especially in the embryo stage or the zygote phase, those phases there's obviously no consciousness whatsoever. There, I'm um, I'm saying that even in those early or uh, the fetal stages. That um, even even in the later state fetal stages, we know that the uh, fetus is anest- uh, this anesthes- uh, I can never say this word for some reason anesthetized uh, through various chemicals. It has uh, uh, like four different chemicals that that basically sedate the fetus in the womb. And then once it's uh, born, those uh, after the first few breaths, those uh, those basically chemicals are washed out of the tissues, allowing consciousness to really uh, occur at that point. So even 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 at the later stage, uh, the fetus isn't really truly uh, um, something that is fully aware and conscious. Uh, but but regardless, <clears throat> I don't even have to go there because I what I would say is it's probably better off to have if you're going to have an abortion than to do it at the very early stages before the uh, um, Nervous system has a time to even build up to that point.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting about that trick is I think a lot of people f- from both the pro-life and the pro-choice side would probably agree with that idea that um, even though I am sort of agnostic on the issue of of the level of consciousness and the um, and the level of pain felt, it does seem intuitive. That the earlier if somebody is going to abort it, it would seem that the earlier they do it, the less pain it that would be felt. That just makes sense to me.
1: Yeah, you're chancing less. you're chancing the possibility of pain or whatever a lot less at those stages, or, or really there's there's no chance at, at the really early stages when we know that there's no connected nervous system and things like that, at least at least that's what I think um, so So then it comes down to well. Does it matter that this thing is living? And to me, um, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's the same as a plant living. Uh, the fact that it's biologically a human, in other words, it has the genes of a human, is just our, um, our way of saying that we're special, basically. So it's, it's, it's our way of, of, of putting specialness onto that fetus or embryo because it has the genes of a human. Which I don't think is a, is an appropriate assessment there. I think we have to assess it based on its capacity to experience.
0: Well, yeah, and here's the interesting thing about it, Trick, is that even though I'm not exactly sure that I have the um, that I that I myself am de- have de- developed enough to be able to explain why life holds a sort of um, intrinsic value to me, sort of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's the thing that's very interesting. I am, as you know, and anybody who's listened to what I've said related to veganism, I don't put human human welfare on a higher plane than that of other animals. And so, if there's if there's anybody listening that um, you know is um, against abortion, but at the same time will will go go and you know shoot shoot a bird um, for sport or even for food when they don't need to or something like that. I think they're nuts. Like, I think it's (laughs) nuts to put, well, this, like, for example, I saw this, a picture in one of the pro-life groups I'm in on Facebook and, oh, it was awful. It was saying that one, one unborn human child, it, it has more value than all the lions in the world. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait just a minute here. Because I, I promote the idea that, you know, in general, like, you know, all animals are, are living, like all the animals, humans um, and, and lions and bears and tigers and horses and dogs and cats, like all these things, they're so similar. And I can't I, I certainly can't put one as being more valuable than another. But to have the the craziness to say that one human is more valuable than all the lions in the world, that struck me as nuts.
1: Yeah, it's it's speciesist, is what it is. So,
0: yeah. So yeah, that's that's a very important starting point because you what you will find is that um, I mean I I tend to say I'm pro life, but at the same time it's important to understand that. I'm not one of those people who argues um, from humanity because you know the standard um, argument that I see people using is premise one: it's wrong to kill an innocent human being. Premise two: the um, the the unborn um, fetus is a is an innocent human being. There you know three, so it, therefore it's wrong to kill it. But just completely remove the human aspect to it. and it's weird. Well,
1: I, I think the, the entire premise of uh, premise one is wrong. Like even, even without the human, it's not necessarily wrong to kill a, a life. It all depends on the properties of that life. So like like we said, it's not wrong to kill a plant, I wouldn't say,
0: um, because that plant can't experience its own death. Right. It, here's what's interesting about it, and I think Peter Singer would agree with you um, because I read something about that, like, you know, um, that people disagree with premise one, that it's, that it's always wrong to kill an innocent human being. And it's kind of it's a freaky thing because um, I'm, you know, and, I, and I'm, it's kind of, there's several things wrong with this, um, with the premise, I believe, because first there's the human thing. Second, there's the innocent thing. Because I understand, as the perspective of a determinist, that all of us are fundamentally innocent. I, I don't view anyone as
2: deserving of death.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a kind of a nonsensical word, the, the innocent word.
2: The word you're looking for is natural, because we're neither good or evil. <laughs> we're just obeying our instincts and emotions.
0: Yeah, and here's what's interesting about it is, it comes down to what is a person's opinion on the morality of killing um, other, other forms of life in general like there there are a lot of people that for example if somebody killed their dog they would be really upset but then they have no problem with eating um, cows and, and chickens and turkeys and all pigs and all that stuff
1: correct yes this is they they're able to parse away um, different ideas even though they don't they don't mesh properly <laughs> so so the fact that uh, for example we can kill someone someone might experiment on a a chimpanzee but yet uh, say oh it's not okay to chim uh, to experiment on a child or um, a mentally challenged person uh, when when the chimpanzee might actually be uh, up there on their level you know what I'm saying so so it's it's because
0: that you know they're they're taking that specious point of view. Right. And so here's what I love about this discussion trick is what it gets down to is, is it ever right to kill? And if so, when is it right to kill? Right.
1: And that's that's the main question. So, so that's what I want to get deeper into with you because do you
0: think it's ever right to kill? I take a sort of view that, um, it, that killing is never right in the sense of being a virtue. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I like. I might say that there could come a time in in self-defense, or if somebody was attacking my my mother or something, and I and I ended up um, if I ended up fighting with them and injuring in some way that caused their death. Well, I can. I would never say that I did something right.
1: Let's ask it in a different way, though. Is it ever um, not
0: wrong? To kill hmm I'm not not sure about this because I view it as something that's still wrong and that it should not happen okay and is there is there any life forms
1: that it's always is, is it all is it every life form that it's always wrong or is even the you know any life form it's wrong like in the sense of killing like I said a plant is it wrong to kill a plant to eat it for
0: example well it's kind that's a very good one trick because I think about it and at the moment I don't I guess there's something different obviously I am dividing a line between me and a plant because I don't think of that plant as feeling pain or being or being conscious necessarily in the sense I am and so it's it's sort of like because I need to eat. What happens is my stomach t- trumps over everything else. So let's let's go to the just the embryo stage, for example.
1: Uh, before we even get into fetus, let's let's go to embryo. Do you think that that embryo has the capacity to experience more than a plant does?
0: I think so. I would probably have <laughs> to say I think that. Even even an early stage embryo, um, probably, has more experience than does a plant. Why know? do you say that? Well, it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing. Um, I don't know. I guess I it's it's kind of difficult because as, as I'll admit, you know, I can't you know scientifically prove this. I don't know. I don't have the experience. But there's something about the fact that what you know once um the process has started where there is a body forming, the cells reproducing and following the laws of their DNA and all sorts of stuff, and it is it is building this thing. It is building this this new life form. And you, I might say that um, it's it, I guess I'm arguing for. The potential to, to for that life form to experience very much, you know. It- okay, so 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 now we're 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 on to something else. We're on to
1: this idea of potentiality of of experience, which is different than whether um, the embryo experiences. So uh, and so so that's a different argument. Um, would you say that that you're kind of injecting that onto the embryo, the fact that it, it potentially will uh, experience,
0: and, and that's what makes it different than the plant? Yes. I would say that that is primarily what separates all animals from all plants, basically. Okay. Where does that potential begin?
1: And where, where, where exactly does that potential begin?
0: Well, what's interesting is we know... That a sperm on its own does not have that potential, nor does the the egg of the mother. Let me stop you there. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, this is where I disagree with you, and 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 I think
1: as someone that uh, you you believe in determinism, right? Correct? Yeah. As somebody that believes in determinism, this is where I think uh, you have to think differently on this. Um, I think the potential happens way before the. Uh, the sperm even happens. It, was, it happens way before people. those people are even in existence. The potential happens way before then. And it, it's all a causal chain that leads up to the sperm and the egg and blah, blah, blah. So, so if you tie those, if, think about it this way. You have the egg and then you have the sperm. Before, before the sperm is swimming to that egg, you can draw a circle around the sperm and the egg, correct? Like, just in your, in your mind, you can kind of okay. draw a circle around it. That is still a potential person. It, it, it is causally determined to lead to that egg, which is causally determined to uh, grow, which is causally, you know. So, so that potential is just as much potential as when the sperm is in the egg. Likewise, well, before that sperm is even swimming towards the egg, when it's still in the man, for example... The potential of them having sex is all the same potential so 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 that potential is all still there so so that's why I'm, I'm kind of not agreeing with this line that you're drawing on on
0: potential well this is an interesting thing because um, I, I sort of get what you're saying because you know since the future is sort of already determined it is you know obviously because there's no way things could be otherwise. I sort of get the idea that um, a being who knew enough would know, even before people have sex, that the certain uh, sperm would reach an egg and start that process. So, so in a way, the potential is the same at all stages. The, the potential, um, of, for example, of the sperm and egg that led to my existence always existed for infinity. So, so I see where you're coming from there trick. But 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 what
1: I'm saying is um, if you have a problem with for example people having sex, which I which I think you have said in the last podcast, then you are preventing the po- potential from happening by them not having sex. So so whether you prevent the potential by an abortion, for example, or by not having sex is no difference in regards to preventing the potential um, that we'll eventually experience.
2: Do you, know I what, do, you understand I, what I'm, I'm saying some there? of what Chandler says on like this, uh, <coughs> but um, what I was saying like um, to him in a comment, um, if I were you know if I were creator, um, I wouldn't have created sex period. You know I wouldn't be imposing my beliefs against other people because. You know, if I if I created all life to you know not have sex in the first place, you know right. how would you, how would you be forcing you you know your, your opinions on anyone? There'd be no right. opinion to force on anyone. Because sex wouldn't have wouldn't have got started to begin with, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah, So 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 you don't have a problem with preventing the potential, is what what I'm saying. Which which I think is fine. I, I don't think you should have a problem with prevent preventing the potential. Yeah. Um, so th- this is where I have a problem with. Um, people who make an argument for potential um, experiential humans uh, is that there there's no line that they can draw that is a sufficient line for potential um, so so if they have a problem with preventing the potential then then they should really be telling people to have as much sex as possible and to have as much children as possible because there's Otherwise, they those people are preventing those potential children from coming into existence.
0: So, and then that's obviously problematic. You don't well, you don't want to say
1: that.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I I get what you're saying, Trick. This is why it's interesting <clears throat> because you're making me think here. This is this uh, this is kind of stimulating. Um, because yeah, I understand that the end result between um say a, a case where the sperm never meets the egg. Well, then yes, there's no there's no embryo uh, fetus, there's there's no child born. And then it's also true that abortion in the same sense as avoiding sex, both of those stop the potential of birth and life after birth. Both of right. them equally. So I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah, if if you're arguing for, you know, that
1: that the reason why it's important to, not to have the abortion is because of the potential it has to to be able to experience. Then we have to take that into all these other um, the, down the entire potential line, basically. So so uh, contraception would be bad because you're preventing a child. Um, abstinence would be bad because you're preventing a child. All these things are preventing the the um, the conscious baby from coming into existence so, yeah. so we kind of have to th- th- this is why it's important that we focus on is it the is it really the potential that we're talking about or is it the state that of the fetus at a specific point or the embryo at a spef- specific point because um, if if it's the state of the embryo at a specific t- point then aborting it might be problematic um, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that it, it's not conscious enough to be problematic
0: yeah, this I guess this is part of why um, consciousness and fetal pain are such um, important controversial issues in this debate. You know, <clears throat> Be, and here's what's weird about it is I would like to clarify for listeners to this episode that there's several reasons I'm against sex even outside of the um, in outside of of you know. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, I don't... I would like there not to be uh, something there to abort. There's several several things related to it. It's kind kind of hard to clarify this, but, I mean, there's plenty more. It's sort of... I'm really thinking about this, because what it comes down to is, like, let's say um, that I... Let's, let, let's say, for example, that I was totally fine with abortion, you know. There, and obviously, s- psychologically, in the way I'm thinking, I am not fine with it. Um, okay. But Yeah, and th- and that's
1: totally understandable, Chad. Right. I mean, I, you know, no one's blaming you for that. That's just – that's you have a psychological problem with it because <laughs> it, it is a killing. And I, and I, I will agree with you that it's a killing of you're taking a life. And, you know, it, it, I think it's kind of a good thing to have that, that – um, Concern over when, when when a life is being taken that you have that I mean that's that's a good quality to have so so yeah
2: I think over I think overall that um, This is this kind of pros and cons of sex thing doesn't it? I mean there's a there's a lot of cons of sex um, It's not just abortion, but you know rape can happen. There's also bigotry involved with attraction and stuff like that, you know?
0: Yeah see here's what's particularly interesting is like just let's just take for example a thought experiment let's supposing that um i was um theoretically okay with abortion Mm -hmm. well then here's what would probably happen is then i i would still have various reasons for you know the avoidance of sex you know there because of the fact that there's their sexually transmitted diseases, and why would somebody um, put the woman through the process of getting her pregnant, and then her having to go get an abortion? Because even if you're fine with abortion, that seems like it's imposing a type of suffering on that woman. It's 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 at the very least yeah. it's an inconvenience. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, if it's better if it's better not to have you
1: know not to get pregnant in the first place, obviously, <laughs> but. But uh, yeah, people have to weigh weigh the cost-benefit analysis of, of having an abortion, obviously. Yeah. And, and a lot of people weigh it to the fact that oh, it's better to have the abortion, and I think that that's perfectly fine.
0: Yeah. And here's what's interesting about it is I'm that guy who does not kill spiders or ants. Uh, you know, it's and I know this sounds funny to a lot of people, but what it comes down to. Is like a spider will will be in the bathroom or something and I find a way to get it moved out without without hurting it right. um and what's particularly interesting about this is that I am basically of the position that I do not have there's nothing in me that says that I have a reason to kill it like, I don't have a reason to kill it. I don't have a, a moral or legal right to kill it in my mind. And and even with ants, like, it's kind of strange because, like, I'm the guy who will share my food with ants sometimes. And I think okay. of them like these little people. <laughs> let, let me ask you this question. Imagine
1: um, you have a tick. You know what a tick is, right? Yeah. So a tick is a basically a bug that that buries into your skin, and it 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 basically sucks blood and and gets bigger and bigger Um, A lot of ways the only way to get rid of those ticks is to actually kill the tick (laughs) So sometimes you have to burn it or squeeze it, but you have usually have to end up killing the tick Um,
0: Yeah, that's that's an interesting point because and there's also for example leeches I've had a lot more experience with leeches
1: yeah, same same thing. Le- yeah. A leech. Uh, a, lot, a lot of times, you can get a leech off without killing it. Um, ticks are a little harder to do, <laughs> so so that's why I brought the example of the tick. Um, yeah. So let's say you you had to kill it to get it off of you. Would you Would you think that there was a problem with doing that?
0: Hmm. Very interesting, because obviously that's I can see that that's what I would do because the pain would be so um, great of having something biting me and sucking my blood
1: Well actually ticks don't aren't really that painful. They might be, they might be a little itchy um, and it just might be a nuisance
0: basically. Yeah. And and it gets bigger and and it's actually sucking your blood so Yeah, that's yeah that's sort of a weird thing because I mean I yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of people, yeah, they would, um, they would kill it because they they just could not have this thing on them all the time that was sucking their blood. Huh. Okay, but it, but you're not
1: sure what you would do on that in that case. That's yeah, kind of it's kind of it's up kind of, of, in the air.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's what I'm saying is I I guess I'm saying is I think that's probably what I would do in that situation, but at the same time. I feel like there's a difference, and maybe this is just my weird thinking, but I feel like there's a difference between what I would do in a situation and whether it's right or wrong to do something in that situation. Okay. You know, um, it's it's very okay. interesting. So let, let's,
1: let's just go there then. Instead, instead of saying what you would do, you're saying, um, I guess the question is, do you think it would be wrong to do it? Because that's, a, I guess, a different question. Whether you would do something does, doesn't mean it's not necessarily
0: wrong or right. right.
2: What's moral? What you do are two different things. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: and it's kind of a strange thing because, I mean, I would understand that um, regardless of what I did in that situation, um, and this is very important, regardless of what I did in that situation, I would understand that ultimately I would not be morally... Uh, credit-worthy or blameworthy for that act. Um, and yeah, but you still
1: you still understand beforehand that there's certain acts that are moral or immoral. Like, for example, you know, kicking a dog for fun would be immoral, in your right. opinion, obviously. So, so, so uh, the question is, would would killing that tick to get it off of you be I mean I feel in, bad in for that in that category of immoral, I guess.
2: I've had nap bites before and I've i felt bad for killing them because sometimes they come on, onto me during the night and I have to you know I have to swat them and stuff to, Oh I've
1: know, killed stuff. many of mosquitoes. <laughs> I get yeah. I get you know. So but Yeah. It's it's I wonder which
0: Handler's yeah, taking on this. Yeah, you know, guys, this is very interesting mm-hmm. because I mean it's difficult to to say I mean, I never thought I'd have this trouble, but it's kind of difficult to, um, say that it's, um, that it's right or wrong to kill this, to kill this tick.
1: Okay. The reason, the reason I bring up this type of analogy where it's connected to your body is because this, it, it relates to the abortion, uh, the talk that we're talking about. Obviously a fetus, uh, if it can live separate from the mother, um, we might be able to say, oh, let's just keep, you know keep that fetus alive or whatever. Or if if we if, you know if we deem that to do that, um, whereas the mother has it inside of her, she can't. You know, the only way to get rid of it is basically to kill it.
0: So, so I mean, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, so I can kind of see the similarity there, and I suppose because I feel as though. Um, somehow there's a difference between um between i get yeah i guess i don't know maybe psychologically i'm feeling like there is a difference between the tick and the the this unborn uh fetus or whatever i know i would say um consciousness wise
1: the tick especially in the you know before the brain uh starts to form and the the nerve, the nervous system starts getting connected, and all that stuff. I would say the tick actually has more of a capacity to feel pain and experience than the um, early stage fetus or embryo. Um, and it, then, and like I said, even in the later stage uh, of the fetus, uh, it, it's sedated pretty much. Um, we know this. We know it has like about four or five different chemicals that sedate. Uh, sedate it until it uh, till it's able to breathe basically and that that oxygenates it and and takes Mm -hmm. those chemicals away so so even then you know it it has less of a capacity than the tick which is out there in the world and and able
0: to experience to some degree even though it's just a small tick yeah you know this is interesting (laughs) because I think the the primary difference though and why uh, why I'm making a distinction between those two things is because I guess I'm thinking about the potential of the of this um, of this unborn human as opposed to the potential of that tick. Obviously, right. I'm making a distinction, thinking, well, this tick is probably not going to be living, you know, eighty to one hundred years like like this human might.
1: Right. So 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 then we're back to. Uh, we we kind of just went from the one area to the other of the potential argument. So, so it's kind of hard to you kind of kind of split the two apart because the potential argument is a separate argument. If you're making an argument for the potential uh, person, then we have to we have to actually look at that where that potential actually begins because it begins way before. Um, the sperm and the egg connect it, it's 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 a long line of potential
0: uh, right in so got... and, and what's interesting about this is i guess i would have to say that this potential thing is perhaps probably my my strongest um, strongest argument that i really have in a sort of a way okay it, and it's kind, of, it's kind of interesting because, you know, there's the aspect of, of the current experiencing and the, and the pain. Um, but I guess I feel like um, arguments about, you know, the intelligence or consciousness or the level of pain felt about, um, about something, well, I think they tend to, re- those arguments rely on information that I can't access. I can't okay. really access the consciousness, the experience, or feel the exact level of pain felt um, by a certain organism when it's killed.
1: Yeah, but I think scientifically we could we can understand that that something that doesn't have a formed brain, or uh, we can we can even understand that something that has a rudimentary brain with with a with, um, really rudimentary nervous system. Uh, such as a mosquito, for example, it is uh, mounds different in expe- experiential ability than, say, a pig that has a fully formed brain with a, uh, a, you know, billions of neurons and, and things like that. So we, we can understand the difference between those two creatures and say, if, if we are going to pull the leg off of one, if you have to pull the leg off of one, you're
0: better off pulling the leg off the mosquito than the pig. <laughs> right? So... Yeah, I I totally see what you're getting at there. Because for one thing, I I know I know that there's certain certain animals, pro, you know, would feel more pain, and certain animals live um, longer than others also. And yeah. I do feel as though the time that a that um, uh, an animal lives has a lot to do with my perceived value of it. And with, ah, I see. Yeah, because take for example, um, for, and you know, I'm just saying this is my impersonal opinion. You know, that's why we're doing this podcast. Like sure. my impersonal opinion here, because I didn't choose this opinion, <clears throat> is that <laughs> you might say that a tree has more subjective value than does a dandelion.
1: Would a tree more have more subjective value than a pig?
0: <laughs> Now, this, this is very interesting because I guess I don't necessarily think of the tree as having, a, as having its own subjective experience and awareness like I think the pig does.
1: So, if, if one had to be killed, like either the tree being chopped down or the pig being killed quickly or whatever, what would, what would be the better option?
0: Um, I, yeah, I suppose I would, I would rather chop down the tree than the pig.
1: Even though the tree lives to, uh, um, I, 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 don't know how long trees live for. Is it, isn't it like hundreds of years?
0: Yeah. Sometimes trees do live for hundreds of, of years, but what's interesting about it is I guess like, um, I think that what makes the difference there. Is because I don't think of of plants as being um, of having a, the type of experience and and pleasure that a pig will experience. I guess I, I I guess that's because when I try to think about being a tree, it doesn't really sound that pleasant. <laughs> uh, you know, because I can't walk, I can't ride my bike, I can't record podcasts if I'm a tree. So. I, I guess I, but I would feel like if I was a pig, it's like, yay, I can roll in the mud and, and, you know, <laughs> I know this sounds, okay funny, but I'm anyway. completely, completely serious here because yeah, I guess I, what I'm doing is I'm taking my consciousness and putting it into a tree or a pig and thinking I would rather be a pig than a tree. Okay, but but the, I guess we're,
1: we're kind of getting off a little on tangent a little because we're talking about what what gives something its um, its value, I guess. Uh, and you you brought up the longevity thing is is part of it, so that's why we kind of went with the tree because the tree we know it has a lot of longevity to it. Um, and there's some some animals like a chipmunk, for example, live three years. So I mean that it's it's just a huge difference in longevity. Uh, yet I would still give more value to that chipmunk that
0: could experience things than the tree. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that I think we both tend to um, we tend to place these animals as having a greater experience than we do um, a tree. even though the tree has a longevity, it's it's more of the fact that, that longevity of the tree is not of any uh, value to the tree because I don't think of the tree as as having an experience, I guess.
1: Okay. If the tick that, that was connected to you, if ticks lived to be like, we'll say, 60, 60 years old, a tick can live that long, even though they only live like a couple of weeks in real life or something like yeah. that. If ticks can live that long... Is it, is it more of a problem to remove
0: that tick and kill it? Hmm. Now this this, this gets very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've, you. Let have. let let's change
1: the scenario up a little bit even more. Let's imagine ticks that do you know attach to a person only stay on that person for nine months, <laughs> and then they then they detach by themselves and they go on living their life. Um, Wow. At that point, would <laughs> would we have to keep those ticks on us? I guess is the question. Uh, they're sucking our blood. They're getting big. They're they're big ugly things. They're they're kind of causing some, you know, problems with our how we feel and things like that. But other than that, we can survive it. Hmm. Very
0: interesting.
2: Yeah, but here's the thing with like ticks and nets and mosquitoes and stuff. Sometimes they could be a risk factor because. Um, if you live in a hot country and there's a lot of stagnant ponds and lakes around and all that stuff, um, you can contract a z- disease like malaria or stuff like that, and you have to be careful. Okay. Well,
1: in this in this scenario, you know, we know that the that you don't that this particular tick does not have malaria.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, then you're safe. You know. Yeah. This is
0: a very interesting thought experiment, <laughs> because what we're basically saying is that this tick is living off of somebody's uh bloodstream for nine months but afterwards they will have a life of their own that does not involve um, the sucking the, the blood off of off of another animal
1: correct or, or maybe maybe they will maybe they'll, they'll fly to another animal and suck the blood off them for for nine months Other, but but, but not the same person they, they don't ever go to the same person you know, yeah this
0: this is very interesting because um,
2: I don't feel comfortable taking a life period you know. yeah
0: it's very interesting because I know this sounds a little bit weird trick because uh-huh. if I if I knew that there was such a um, I guess I would perhaps allow the the tick um if if the pain to me was not excruciatingly unbearable, if like if it wasn't really really painful, and I yeah. understood that this um, that this tick was going to live, you know, 80 years and have all these experiences and and, and you know and all these things, I would perhaps probably n- not kill it for the sake of I want it to have a future like mine. So
1: you keep the tick attached. Yeah. What if the tick made your belly about, uh, you know, 20 pounds or
0: 10 pounds heavier, basically? Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're doing there. You're trying to make it similar. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> I, is an is interesting trick because um, – but- well, I'm just saying because with with pregnancy you get
1: you have you know a lot of effects. you have uh, hormones constantly going for for nine months, uh, um, driving the person crazy you have you have contractions and pain and things like that that, that are constantly happening. you have uh, um, all these different types of you have to eat more to to sustain, you know to to get, have enough nourishment you have to um, uh, you feel pain, you feel. You feel all these things because you're pregnant, basically. So, so i yeah. i uh, the tick, the tick. I wasn't even given that much to. I was just saying, oh, it's just a little bump, uh, right? It's, a, yeah. it's just a nuisance. Right. Uh, with a pregnancy, it's... people can't even a lot of times work properly. You know, they can't go to their job or, or whatnot. So, so it has an effect on their life. Right. It has a real effect on their life. Yeah, uh,
0: I see what you're saying here because here's the deal, trick, and here's something that I fully understand because you know a lot of women they are threatened that they will lose their job unless they have an abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that happens, employers do that. And of course, in that situation, you have a situation where somebody is, the mother's um, killing that, that embryo inside her um, in order to save her own life. And right. yet, I guess I don't think of her as being wrong. In doing that, I view the employer as being the one wrong.
1: Okay, okay, I see what you're
0: saying. Yeah, Uh, so this is very interesting because I guess—yeah, here's where—one thing is, I'm having a difficulty with this scenario because I guess um, I can— like if such a situation happened which i don't think such a situation will happen where where a tick lives off of me for
1: no time. no no you know these these type of thought experiments are just there as a as a kind of intuition pump you know they're just there to to kind of get you thinking about well where you know what do we actually value and, and what's what's important is it more important that we keep something alive that that doesn't really experience much uh, for at the sake of uh, another person, basically, because that's what it is, for nine months. Uh, so it, we have to understand that, that, that there, there's, not, there's consequences. So right. And forcing, I like the, for example, forcing someone to keep the child. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I see, here's the thing. I like your thought experiments trick, because I guess what I'm seeing here is that if this theoretically happened, and supposing that because of the way I'm wired – I wanted this tick to have um, this experience um, of life. And so I, I let it live off of me for nine months, and then it goes off and lives a happy tick life. Um, well, I guess I what I'm struggling here with is, the even though I can see that I might do such a thing, right. I guess I'm struggling with the idea of telling someone else, that they have to let the tick live off of them. Right, right. Because, I mean, like my, here's the thing about, um, about consent, like, because my views on consent are a little bit different than, um, other people's might be. But I understand that when somebody is experiencing something that's against their will, even though it's not a free will, when they're, when they're experiencing something that's unpleasant to them and they don't want it, I guess um, that is a form of pain. And since I'm, I'm against causing pain to someone, this is kind of a difficult thing. Like, I guess... Um, what this probably means is I think I see why a lot of people are of the view, they take this view that even though it is taking of a life that um, with abortion, they are in a sense, it's also wrong to um, make somebody have this psychological pain or physical pain too sometimes, which happens. Um, right. To, to for them to experience that, so I see what you're saying there, because this is this thought experiment helps me look at things in a new way, you know. Yeah, 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 and and you got to think that it's, you know,
1: abortions. Most people don't have them lightly, you know. Uh, um, a lot of times it's uh, someone in like uh, tenth grade that might have an abortion, you know, because she's have you know she doesn't want to have to go through school pregnant <laughs> it's, it's just a it's a horror, horrific thing to go through school pregnant you know yeah uh, she gets made fun of by other kids it, you know it, it, it's, it's there's a whole list of reasons why you know a 10th grader might want to get an abortion because uh you know it could it could really ruin their entire life they, they might have to go to college and, and all this all this stuff Factors into it, so right, so and we, so we,
0: we, yeah, it's very interesting, trick because I can sort of see how this works. Because, take for example, um, it's it, it's very interesting that I like here. Here's a here's a, a slightly related example um, because of the fact that somebody they don't want, like you just mentioned, they don't want to go through a school um, pregnant. Because of the ridicule and mockery that other people will um, will give them for that, you know, um, and, and so I so I sort of see how that how that works, um, and I guess really what it comes down to, Trick, is that um, the sense that there's got to be more efforts, definitely more efforts made towards avoiding unwanted pregnancy in the first place, which we already agreed to we agreed on that, I think in our last podcast, you know, sure yeah, we, we both agree we, on that of yeah. and also at the same time, I think it's also important for us to remove the stain, the shame and stigma, you know, and and free will based blame where, where a woman gets pregnant, and it's like, "Oh, you slut! You had sex. You're evil. You're going to hell. If you're, you're going to hell because you got pregnant. If you abort the child, you're going to hell. If you give birth to it, you're going to hell." You know, that's the way a lot of people are. These women, right, right, yeah. Well,
1: I think this that kind of takes us into another part of the, the debate, which is the legal aspect of things, because um, the people that are pro uh, pro life want to get you know, want to make it so it's illegal to have an abortion, basically, um, so that that would be prevent a, a, a person from that that really really wants the abortion to not get that abortion. Um, so the, this is why the abortion you know issue I think is is kind of important um, because if we make it illegal, then it causes all these other problems that I I foresee. Um, plus, it causes people having uh illegal abortions which are way more dangerous than legal abortions are that are in a you know a sterile environment so we have uh, a n- number of other issues that that we can kind of divide off and, and talk about uh regarding the abortion uh thing but uh that that, that right now we we're just kind of talking about the basics
0: yeah. we we're talking,
2: we're just just talking about well, that brings abortion issues you know? yeah and here's
0: the here's the interesting thing trick um, is since since you bring up the legality thing there's something recently and this is sort of a recent thing that I've been considering I've been really thinking about the what the role of government and what the role should be in this if any at all because when you think about it um, politics has a tendency to be religion-like if you pro- you might see where I'm going with this because like you know with religion um, you're, you're told oh well don't do this certain thing or God will punish you because God doesn't like you disobeying his command or, or, or he's gonna send you to hell um, and I see that when somebody makes something a punishable crime through a legal system what they're doing is is instead of hell it's jail you know? So what they're doing is they're basically um, saying, well, don't do this thing or we'll put you in jail. Right. And so I find that that doesn't have, like, philosophically, like, and even though people, you know, will have different opinions on politics, they always will, I find myself not very political because I consider it religion-like.
1: Well, I I think politics are kind of necessary. Like, um, you know, you have to have various laws in place or, or otherwise, uh, people will do bad things. <laughs> uh, even, even drunk driving laws, for example, prevent people from driving drunk. Uh, it's, 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 it's a, it's a fact. So, um, yeah, if you want people not to do,
0: you know, not to do things, then sometimes we have to actually make laws based on that. Right. Uh, and some now, and what's well, interesting is that even though like, for example, if somebody proposes any laws um, that against you know something like drunk driving or whatever, which of course we already kind of have stuff like that, um, like I'm not going to oppose them on that. I guess I just have a philosophical thing where I guess I really hate government. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, but
1: there's a lot of things that need to be fixed in government. But but I think government's kind of a necessary evil in in some ways. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: so it's, it's very, yeah,
2: it's very interesting. I think you kind of have a lot of laws, like you know, correct, you know, the, the the law on driving, the law on sex, the law on like you know, smoking and stuff like that. But the drinking age, in my opinion, here needs to be put up because you know, so many so many eighteen-year-olds do stupid things when it comes to alcohol, especially when it comes to speeding. Them.
1: Yeah, but if we go back to the abortion thing, um, if we make uh, abortions illegal, then we basically close down. Uh, Planned Parenthood and, and all these uh, abortion clinics that are out there um, that are trying to help people. So we, we actually prevent those those sterile environments from happening. And yeah. and we, we, we cause unnecessary pregnancies. Um, people that don't want child children to have cho- children, which statistically leads to. Higher crime rates and all that. So, so there's a whole skew of things that we can talk about for this topic. Uh, right now, I just wanted to focus on, which we I think we did pretty well, um, whether or not that fetus or embryo really is something um, that we have to really take into account. I don't in, see any in the degree of, that you want to
2: as a conscious being. So I, I do think it's a bit different than actually committing a murder against someone. If you, if you commit a murder, you're taking a life that's already conscious, basically.
1: You know? Right, exactly. And then, and then the whole, there's the whole you know abortion is murder thing, yeah. uh, which...
2: Chandler brings up. Yeah, so, no, well,
1: well, you know, I, I don't... You do you
0: use that one, Chandler? Abortion as a murder? Well, here's the interesting thing, and I would like to clarify about this murder thing because, okay. like, when I type into my Word Web dictionary for murder, um, there's two versions here. There's one that's a noun, and it's unlawful, premeditated killing of a human being by a human being, and I think that definition's absolute crap. Um, the, yeah. the second one that there's in <laughs> here that's a verb uh, is it says kill intentionally and with premeditation and I want people to understand that by saying uh, referring to something as murder I'm not I'm not saying that it's illegal that they've done an illegal killing I'm just saying that this was an intentional killing it's not the same as when somebody um, steps on a bug on the you, know.
1: you don't you don't think stepping on a bug is, uh, well? Do you think stepping on a bug willingly is murder?
0: Um, yeah, I think yeah, in a way, okay. because you're killing intentionally and with premeditation, like then you
1: we, know. Then we can use that word, I guess, but it's it, it's just it's kind of a word that people, um. They they have these intuitive things that that uh, they 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 see murder as like genocidal murder for example you know uh, hitler killing jews and stuff like that right Um, i i think i think a better term is just killing or or, taking a life when we
2: when we use the word murder we usually attribute it to humans no i mean that's why we have murder as um I, I don't
1: think anyone says like, yeah, you're murdering uh, um, a plant. <laughs> you could, you could say, oh, I, I murdered that plant. You know, I took I took I intentionally took the life of that plant. But you know,
0: yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing there because I think part of the problem is that just as you know the word the term free will has come to be confused because there's the compatibilist definitions and the libertarian definitions. I would say that the term murder is a very problematic term, just because of the fact that when I'm talking about murder, I'm basically, I'm not I'm not talking about where somebody's playing baseball and the baseball flies somewhere, hits somebody in the head and kills them, because it was not that person's intention to kill that person.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So there's still a difference, you know, between an intentional and unintentional killing, but... Yeah. Like, but I think I, like like saying abortion is murder or anything is
1: murder like that. I think it's kind of extreme. more more propaganda. Yeah, it's a little it's a little bit of propaganda, um, which yeah. is sometimes okay. You know, sometimes it's sometimes okay to use propaganda, but that, yeah. that's what I see it as. It's not anything. And
0: see, here's my and here's my sort of position about certain things because I understand that if a for example if a man knows that a woman does not want children if he knows that this woman it will abort any child that she conceives and then he um he has um he knowingly with this um has sex with her and whether or not that it's consensual it may be rape or it might be consensual between those two people to have sex but either way he he knowingly is doing something that could lead to an abortion so in so, that sort so of sense she. I would be saying that the man is doing an act of intentional killing you know and the woman's
1: is too correct
0: yeah yeah I guess you could say so because but by, by both of them doing something that they know will result in a killing it may they don't know for sure but it may result in an abortion what if the pregnancy is an accident? What if they meant to have sex but
1: not have not get pregnant and they used contraception and everything, but but it was just wasn't enough and they, they got pregnant.
0: It's very interesting because I would have to say that there's certainly a case where somebody is using contraception comp- uh, and they are 100% sure that they won't get pregnant because they're uneducated um and then they but then they do get pregnant anyway. In that case, it's not an intentional killing. What, what, what if they actually knew that there was a slight chance? I I find that if you know that there's a slight chance, it's still an intentional killing. Because I get, and it's kind of a weird what thing. If, what if
1: you know there's a slight chance um, that you uh, driving down the road will kill a person? Is that, uh, but, but 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 it's a slight chance, but. You know that you know that accidents happen. So there's a slight chance that you driving down the road will hit and kill a person. If that happens, are you um,
0: in the same way that you're talking about uh, doing an intentional killing? Hmm, that's a very that's a very good one trick because when you think about it, um, maybe I guess it's not an. In, I guess yeah, maybe it it's weird because. Um, I can sort of see how it's not really as intentional as somebody who that's part of their plan and they're actually planning to go run over somebody. So maybe that, maybe not all risk-taking is intentional killing. Right. I, I think, I think like I said,
1: to even in, in our last podcast, to even live, we, have, we take risks all the time. We have to. Um, if you want to go to the movie theater, you're doing that for, for your own enjoyment, but you have to get there somehow. And to get there, it might, it might be to take a, a small risk. You know, it might be a risk of an accident or whatever. Even if you take a bus, for example, it might be you know, that bus getting an accident. Right,
0: because yes. I guess what would hap- what would be happening is I guess um, I will concede the point that ri- to, to label risk-taking as intentional killing is stupid. Like I'll admit that I was just plain flat stupid. I didn't think that one very, very much through. Because when you look at that, that's like saying that every time that you um, that you um, board a plane, that you're that you're intentionally committing suicide just because there's a chance there could be a plane crash where you die. (laughs) Right, right. So So, right. It wasn't
1: stupid though. Just so you know, it 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 was a you know it's just that you you didn't connect the dots that's all right
0: i i hadn't connected the dots thoroughly before i said that and and i happen to be sort of like a weird guy who doesn't like to take risks and i'm and i'm so i'm kind of weird that way but i see your point there, trick that just because there's a risk involved in something does not necessarily mean that this person is intending that thing to happen. In fact, they may be doing their best efforts to follow the rules of the road and to drive safely as to not um, run somebody over, you know. Right. So right. in a way, I can see how people who are, um, who are, you know, even if they're having sex, they're trying to prevent pregnancy in the ways that they are educated to know how. In that sense, they are not um, intentionally am planning to have an abortion yeah so I, yeah i think that's important i think we've kind of gone
1: off on a lot of different uh, different tangents on this topic so i don't know yeah don't know where we're at right now but, for an
0: hour so perhaps yeah. we should end this one but trick this has been a very good talk and you so. can bet that i'll want to link um people to this, you know, uh, some of the people who are into the abortion debate, I'll want to link them into this and, and listen to, and, you know, read what they have to say about it, if they listen to it. Because this is, these thought experiments that you provide, like with the tick and stuff, are very good for getting pers- a person to think about ethical issues. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, um, yeah, so is, is there anything, uh, is your position still the same, or... You just you just kind of have to think about things.
0: Well, I think I am having to think about things because at the end of it, like I don't I don't think that how I feel on the psychological level will ever right. change. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. it is it is the taking of a life and trick. I really like that you acknowledge that that you know we are killing a a a living thing in the, in the act of abortion, just as somebody is killing a living thing with the case of a tick. You know. um because one thing that annoys me about a lot of the pro-choice crowd is they try to say well it's not uh, like life doesn't begin till birth and it's not human not that i care whether it's human or not necessarily but i just don't like the the crazy claims they make where they just dismiss uh the pro-life position as just being this absurd thing and they just mock it you know well
1: there's a lot of things that i can consider what as life, for example, cells that are on your body are actually living. <laughs> each cell, each individual cell on your body is a, is a living cell. so so you can kill a cell on your body and you can be taking a life. so so yeah, you know, so this-, this is why this is why we gotta kind of gotta have to weigh the differences between different types of life and different configurations of life and we can't we can't just you know categorize all life into the same. Level, I guess.
0: Right. It, it's a it's a very clear thing. So definitely, I want to think more about this. So thanks so much for recording podcast with me today. Um, so it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Um, and so I guess I'll end this impersonal opinion episode. Um, you've been listening to impersonal opinion, the show where we don't take our opinions personally. And this has been a really good talk with trick Slattery and Jamie Soden. And we talked about a lot of important issues, and I hope that if nothing else, this show made you think. Um, thanks for listening, and goodbye.